Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! We are on to the divisional round of the playoffs, which finally DraftKings got it right, and they made the main slate the four games between the two days. None of this mixed up bullshit like they did last week. But we are, you know, uh, other than that, I had a profitable uh, wild card weekend. It was good. Uh, made made some money, so that that is all you can ask for. Nothing huge, but still, um, as long as you're in the green, you know, uh, that's all you can ask for. Anyways. Joined as always with Maddie two v two Maddie buckets. How you doing tonight? Doing good, man. Yeah, wild card round was a fun one. Uh, I mean, we pretty much nailed every single you know straight up money line pick that that we made last weekend. Uh, we we said that the San Francisco Dallas one would be the closest one of the weekend, and all the other ones would be, uh, you know, one pretty felt like pretty obviously would be won by the favorites. So um, unfortunately for me, being a Cowboys fan, it was. It, uh, sucks to see them go out, but uh, you know when you have 14 penalties, you're not going to beat anybody, no matter who who uh, who's on the other side of the ball. So, uh, looking forward to some really exciting games we have this weekend. Uh, we've got some good ones. Yeah, it worked out uh, about as good as it possibly could in terms of matchups. Uh, what we're going to get. So obviously we get Cincinnati, Tennessee, San Francisco, Green Bay, Rams, Bucks, and Chiefs, and Bills. So first things first, let's talk about this because the game, the most popular game on the slate is by far going to be the Chiefs and Bills. It has the highest total and it's really not even close. It has almost, a, it's actually six point uh, more to the next closest game. It has a 54 point total and it has the two highest supplied point totals with the Chiefs at a 27.75 and the Bills at 26 and a quarter. So, what strategy are you going to apply? Because really the DraftKings made, made pricing so soft this week that you can essentially just play whatever you want for the most part, right? I mean, you got guys like Tyreek, who's at 6,600, Travis Kelsey, 6,500, Diggs at 6,500. So this Chiefs game isn't hard to stack. So what ways are you going to try to get a little bit different to avoid some of the, a little bit of the chalk? Yeah, so I guess the nice thing about this slate is we're not really hurting for, you know, other spots where we can have blow-up spots, right? So you've got the obvious one is is, is Chiefs and Buffalo. Uh, and with, like you said, with the prices being down, I think you're going to see a lot of people go there. Uh, and it's, you know, again, it, it's not to say that those guys are bad plays because they're not. I mean, they're that game is is the probably the best game on the slate to attack from a game a full game standpoint. Um, but you know we've seen things just be weird this year. So uh, I mean I would expect Mahomes and Josh Allen to make a what fifty percent of the quarterback pot ownership, uh, maybe more, maybe sixty. Uh, I mean you could honestly see Josh Allen at thirty five percent by himself. Uh, and, and Mahomes, you know, with how Mahomes has been uh, recently, he's looked much better. Uh, you know, over the last, uh, you know, month and a half, two months uh, playing at home where Casey offense actually has worse numbers at home uh, because their defense tends to play better at home. But um, that shouldn't be an issue, you know, here in this game. I think there's going to be a ton of points scored. But, um, I mean, the entire entire field is just going to load up on this game, I feel like, with everybody being so cheap that, you know, you can play Josh Allen with Tyreek and Kelsey on the other side and, uh, jam in Stefan Diggs, who, you know, all, all, all three of those pass catchers, Diggs, uh, Tyreek, and Travis Kelsey are, what, $6,500 about? So it's like you don't really have to make sacrifices to fit those guys in. Um, so I think that that game stack is going to be the most popular one on the weekend. And, again, I don't think it's dumb to play that game at all. 
Uh, I just think if you're going to do it, just go, you know, fully just go absolutely nuclear with your snap, your stack, right? Just play everybody from the game. Play Diggs, play Beasley, play Josh Allen, play Tyreek, play Kelsey. Uh, maybe even throw in Byron Pringle and get the, you know, the 80-point total, 100-point total game. Like, if they, what if they, the game ends up 49-45? Which, I mean, I guess it could. Uh, and nobody's going to full stack it like that. Uh, I think, you know, you're going to see the popular build is going to be uh, Allen with Diggs or Allen with Beasley or Allen with Knox and then with Tyreek and Kelsey on the other side. So um, I think that's the popular way to play that game. And so just being slightly different, uh, whether it be, you know, fading it completely and just hoping, you know, that game ends up 24-21 and, uh, you know, some random guys catch touchdowns. I mean, we've seen uh, on both of these offenses, the touchdowns get tend to get spread around a ton. I mean, McKenzie can go out there and go for 100 yards and two scores. Uh, you know, Chiefs can involve the the 400 pound defensive lineman to catch a to catch a touchdown. Like the, the weird things can ha- happen on both of these offenses, so it's not a lock that the obvious guys do score points here. So, um, all of that to say, I mean, the Cincinnati Tennessee game. Tennessee's got one of the worst pass defenses in the, in the NFL, and Cincinnati's been you know one of the pass heaviest offenses in the NFL over the last month. Uh, you've got you know Tennessee should be able to keep pace on the other side, especially at least. Hope the the hope is you know Derrick Henry comes back and plays somewhat, uh, whether it's limited snaps, uh, that's better than not at all. Uh, you know Green Bay at home, Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game against the San Francisco defense that just suffered a handful of injuries against Dallas uh, that hadn't really been good against the pass, anyways, um, and they'd been very good at defending the run. So I would expect Green Bay to throw a lot, uh, and we just saw San Francisco. You know everything that's circling Twitter right now is. Oh, CD Lamb was in one-on-one coverage the whole game. Why are we not throwing to CD Lamb? I I guarantee you, if Devontae Adams gets single coverage, the ball is going to him. Uh, so the stack in Green Bay is very easy as well because you know MVS is supposed to miss uh, this game. He's looking doubtful, and I mean you got Lazard sitting there. Uh, Cobb's going to come back and play, so you know he's interesting. They don't really have a tight end, so I mean it's pretty obvious that it's going to be Adams and and probably Lazard. Uh, so that, that Green Bay offense is very easy to stack uh, in a game that they should just pass a lot. And then you've got the Rams in Tampa Bay. Uh, I mean, Stafford is what – he's the, the been the epitome of consistency this year, throwing for pretty much 300 yards and two to three touchdowns every single game. In uh, Tampa Bay, we know, is one of the biggest pass funnels in the NFL. Uh, the Rams, you know, th- despite getting Cam Akers back, who, who looked very good, by the way, uh, last week, despite getting him back, uh, I expect Tampa, or um, I expect the Rams to throw a lot on Tampa Bay, um, and these two, those two teams have already played once this year, uh, and Stafford had success. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this whole slate is interesting, and I wouldn't just be. Fe- I, it's a great tournament slate because we know that the field is most likely going to end up on KC Buffalo, and there's there's other spots that we can go. I, I completely agree. And I, I think you like like kinda like you were mentioning, I think you can still go uh Casey Buffalo, but get other get a little bit different and find some other pieces. Um Mahomes has has especially the last month or two of the season has really started to really spread around the ball. And you're not seeing these really concentrated target chairs to Tyreek and Travis Kelsey anymore. And so you're seeing the Byron Pringles get involved. Hell, I mean we saw Jarek McKinnon uh be heavily involved last week as a you know, as a running back, I know a lot of people were tilting their face off for all the people that played Daryl Williams, who a didn't lot. play hardly at all. He was like 75% owned. And I felt good about that because I played very little Daryl Williams because I felt like this was a game that they didn't really need to utilize him all that much. Um, and I played some Jarek McKinnon. Uh, did not play him on the main slate or anything like that. I played him in showdown. But in terms of just uh, – but I avoided him, you know, in the main slate stuff and everything else. Uh, just played other guys. Um, now this week is different because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is back. He's been practicing in full, so he should be ready to go for this week. Um, so I, I think that for me, like you definitely can play this game. I'm not avoiding it, um, but I'm going to be looking to get a little bit different um, in terms of maybe going other places or stacking him with some different pieces that you normally uh, would not stack him with. Uh, past that, absolutely love Joe Burrow. Absolutely agree there at 6,600. Uh, we know that you could throw all over Tennessee, um, you know, whether you want to stack him with Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or 
Tyler Boyd or even uh, you know CJ Uzoma could be you know could be a play if you want to do that. Um, I love Joe Burrow, and then you know Aaron Rodgers. I know some people. I don't think people are going to be as heavy on this game, especially the passing game because of the weather. There's been a lot of talk about it. it's supposed to be like one degree, and everybody's worried about that. But it doesn't worry me at all with with, with the Packers offense. This is the type of weather they play in all the time. They practice in it. It's not really that big of a deal. So and you know we've seen this game before already. Uh, the, the San Francisco game. It was on the road, obviously, but in that game, you know, we saw Devontae Adams get 18 targets in that game. So um, I, I think that, you know, from a, from that perspective, you know, uh, I, I think you're right. I don't think anybody's going to want to play this game, or if they do, it's going to be like the running game, and they're, they're going to avoid the passing game. And I think that's a mistake because Aaron Rodgers can match, you know, what Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen put up. And there's a chance that that game does become a little bit more defensive and it's not, this will be the third, uh, the second time they played this year. And there's a lot, of, I've already seen all the, you know, the, the chiefs, you know, they can't beat the bills. The bills already, you know, destroyed them earlier in the year and all this other stuff. But that was a completely different game because one, the chiefs didn't have Chris Jones. The chiefs didn't have uh, Melvin Ingram in that game. Their defense was completely different than what it is now. And so I could see the Chiefs being a little bit more run heavy and, and you know, just running it down their throat. We've seen the Bills really struggle to stop the run and maybe take Josh Allen off the field a little bit. And, you know, I think there's different ways where this game gets a little bit different. And, you know, it's not the shootout that we expect it to be. I don't think weather's a concern. Last I looked, it's like 30 or something like that. So it's not that big of a deal, uh, big of a deal. Um, but uh, overall, you know, uh, I'm going to definitely have some stacks that aren't that. Aren't that. And I, I think the Packers and Bengals is where I'm going to start for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely good with, you know, loading up Green Bay and, and Cincinnati. Uh, and even even the Rams are going to be high on my list. Uh, Stafford's highest fantasy uh, output this year came against Tampa Bay uh, earlier this year. So um, definitely a spot that I'm looking to uh, – attack and and you know as we're just kind of talking through this and and you know we'll kind of talk about it more as we get to the wide receiver position but it seems like everybody's going to play these guys that are in the 6k range and it's going to make cup and adams go overlooked uh and i feel like all year right we've seen cup and adams be the highest known wide receivers on a slate uh and now they're going to go overlooked because everybody's going to play tyreek at 6500 and Diggs at 6500 uh you know pay up for Kelsey at tight end at, at that same price. Um, AJ Brown is 6,200. Like uh, Jamar Chase is, is a popular name. He's low seven Ks. Like I, I just feel like everybody's going to go in these, you know, six to seven K range and Cuff and Adams are going to go overlooked. And honestly uh, with, you know, you could may, I haven't played around with it, but playing a team that plays both those guys, Adams and Cuff and getting, you know, all the out, like, all the targets, like you could legit get 35 targets between those two guys this weekend. So I, I think that's an interesting route to think about as, as you, you know, start to build uh, this weekend, which uh, I have to remember that the games are on Saturday afternoon. That is the start and not Sunday. Cause it, make, it means you got to build a little bit earlier uh, and not necessarily have all the news for the Sunday games. Um, but that's okay. Cause there's not much news we're waiting on. I think Fournette is the biggest one. They do play Sunday unfortunately, um, for injury news. But uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm on board with you at the QB position. It's, I think it's Allen if I'm paying up. Otherwise, uh, I'm probably just going to pay down for Stafford myself or Burrow. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, let's jump over to running back. Um yeah, let's jump over to the running back. So we have Derrick Henry, who's 7,500. Uh, you know, we'll start to see what's going to happen with him. Um, he has been getting in reps and everything else. So I, I'm pretty positive he's going to play. Um, but so he's 7,500. You got Aaron Jones, who's 6,800. Joe Mixon, who's 6,600. Uh, Devin Singletary, who's 5,900. Elijah Mitchell's 5,800. Leonard Fournette's at 5,700. Cam Akers is 5,500. Uh, Deontay Foreman, 5,400. Sonny Michelle, 53. Uh, CEH at 52. AJ Dillon at 51. And Gio Bernard at 5K. So, for me, 
and I think probably for everybody else, it's got to be living in this middle 5K range, right? Because you have Devin Singletary, who's played really, really well, uh, really going back the last month, month and a half. I mean, just continues to be the workhorse back here. He's getting targets out of the backfield and, you know, um, getting goal line touches. However, uh, I will say that the Kansas City run defense has been really good uh, over the last you know couple of months. Outside of the game that they lost Chris Jones, uh, I think it was due to COVID, um, that was about it. And Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson went off. But other than that, they've really done a really good job of, of limiting opposing running backs. But Elijah Mitchell continues to get just an absolute monster workload every time he's on the field. It's all 27 carries last week. Uh, you know, 21, 21, 22. I mean, he's a walking 20-plus touches in a matchup against Green Bay. And then Cam Akers, absolutely love to see it, came back and just looked fantastic um, coming back from that injury. Um, and I didn't – I didn't. you know, we, he's somebody we talked about last week playing and thought it was kind of risky and thought that, you know, he really could get more touches than what people were expecting. I actually played some Cam Akers um, – it really could have been a really good game uh, had he converted. Uh, he had a couple uh, big runs called back. Uh, I think it was one reception he had called back. And then, you know, if he could have found the end zone, he could have been a smash. But either way, Cam Akers at 5,500, the tough part is you're playing Tampa Bay, and that's one of the uh, bad run defenses to target. I where One player I, I do like, though, is I do like CEH at 5,200. He's practicing fully. He's fully healthy. And this this Chiefs offense, especially their offensive line, has been fantastic. The Bills have really struggled to stop the run. And I do think that you see them run the ball more than what you expect. And so CEH at 5,200, uh, I, I do like that. Yeah, I'm definitely good with CEH. Uh, I, I'm even fine, you know, if you want to play McKinnon. Uh, it sounds like uh, Daryl Williams is still dealing with that toe issue. He's not even practicing. Uh, and, you know. The fact that he pretty much didn't play at all last week uh, should tell you where he's at with health. Uh, and with CEH coming back, they, they don't really need to force Daryl to, to do anything, uh, especially with how good McKinnon looked. So um, even with CEH coming back, as long as Daryl Williams is like pretty much, you know, they're saying he's not going to play much. Uh, I'm good with playing McKinnon because we've seen all year the Chiefs will split the work, uh, you know, with these guys. Uh, McKinnon looked pretty good last week, too. So there's, you know, there's not really a reason – uh, for them to not trust him or anything. So um, it's it's pretty much a product of there's not really any running backs that scare me uh, by not playing them. I guess Aaron Jones is maybe the only one just because of how many touchdowns he can score, but it's just not really the matchup for it. Uh, he scored a touchdown the last time these two teams played and he only got 17 DraftKings points. Uh, it's just, I mean, 17 is fine, but at 6,800, I mean, I'd rather just play one of the wide receivers at that price and and just hope I get, you know, 10 to 12 points out of somebody cheaper uh, in the, like the 5k range. So um, I just don't think that there's a running back. That's really going to have a, ha- a had to have it score uh, on this slate. So I'm okay with, with just paying down and, and getting your, you know, being able to have salary for, for Adams or cup up top. I mean, Mixon's fine too, but I mean, Tennessee has been one of the, the best rush defenses in the NFL uh, this year. So uh, they've really, really struggled against the pass, And we've seen, you know, Joe Burrow just would take over with the pass. And yes, I know uh, kind of Mixon has kind of gotten involved in the pass game as well. Uh, you know, five, eight and six targets over the last three, but uh, it's just tough to, it's tough to play Mixon in a game um, that, that the Bengals should project to throw a lot. Um, because a lot of a lot of his big games this year have come when he's gotten a lot of volume on the ground and had rushing touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm just going to end up paying up a wide receiver and just just praying that these 5K running backs don't kill me. So you know if if because it doesn't like Ronald Jones he's he he still hasn't practiced yet this week if he doesn't if he doesn't play and if Leonard Fournette does not play in this oh matchup, you have to play Geo you have to. Because that the Rams pass rush, and I'm considering Geo anyways, because I don't think Fournette's going to play. Uh, I don't think Fournette would play the entire game, even if he plays. Um, we we saw, you know, just last week that Geo is their main guy with with you know Fournette not in there. Um, is he? Are you sure yeah. it's not Keyshawn Vaughn? Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's he. Geo had more carries and uh, more targets. 
he was, and he was, you know, it got a two yard rushing touchdown. So and that was in what the first, first drive of the game. Well, no, um, Gio, uh, Gio only had 13 carries. Uh, Keyshawn had 17, but okay. Well, they, were, more they were neck and neck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even if Fournette plays, uh, I think, especially with the, how this running back slate is, I think Bernard's got enough pass catching upside for his price. Now, if he was up there at Joe Mixon's price, you know, I'd rather just play Mixon uh, because, I mean, we can pretty much project both of them for, what, five to six targets probably. Um, but with the with the Rams' pass rush, we know Brady's going to have to get the ball out early and quickly. Uh, and I just think a lot of it's going to go to the running back position. And Brady's a guy who's just targeted the running back position all year anyways. I mean, Fournette leads – NFL and targets. So uh, I th- I just think it's a better matchup for throwing passes to the running backs than Philly was last week, uh, just from the, the makeup of this Rams defense uh, and, and what they, you know, entail and what it means with the matchup with Tom Brady. Um, we saw, you know, Gio got seven targets last week uh, and Gio in this same matchup back in week three, Gio had 10 targets uh, in week three against the Rams. So, yeah, I think I'm I'm just going to end up playing Geo uh, and assuming Fournette's not going to get a full workload unless we hear otherwise because he's still on IR. They haven't activated him yet. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, honestly, I'm probably going to end up with Geo and one of McKinnon or Clyde Edwards-Alaire as my running backs. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. Um, I do like Aaron Jones. Um, I know that San Francisco has been good against the run this year. But uh, his usage—I mean, he could very well uh, see a lot of targets um, as well. Uh, you know, like we mentioned the last time these two teams played, 19 carries for 82 yards, only was targeted twice in that game. But uh, he's actually fully healthy now, something we haven't seen from him in a while um, at 6,800. And so I, I don't—I don't mind him. Um, if you can get to Aaron Jones, he's—he would be my number one on the slate for running back. I prefer him over Mixon. Yeah. I mean, the only argument with Mixon over, over Aaron Jones is just you're not worried about somebody taking the touches away. Mm-hmm. And at least over the last three weeks, Joe Mixon has been more involved as a pass catcher. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's just kind of a gross slate for running back. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like what you mentioned. Like, there's just nobody here that I'm like, oh, man, this guy's absolutely going to kill me. I mean, I guess Derrick Henry. We know Derrick Henry, you know, if Derrick Henry's going to get, you know, 30 carries, but I, I don't see them doing that with him his first oh, yeah. game back. Um, but he's also 7,500. Are you are you going to play him at all? Or are you just going to fade him? No, I'm fading him. I mean, he needs – you look at his game logs throughout the year. I mean, he's got rushes of 35, 28, 33, 29, 29, 28. Like, he needs that volume to get to that, you know, 30-point threshold from a fantasy standpoint because he doesn't catch passes. So – at seventy five hundred dollars, he's got to he has to go for a hundred yards and two touchdowns to absolutely burn me because that hundred yard two touchdown threshold is twenty five points. So, yeah, I'm out on Henry at that price. I agree as well, especially somebody that doesn't is not utilized as a pass catcher either. Okay, well, I think that's pretty much all we need to talk about the running back position. Yep. Is, is there anybody else that you want to hit on? I don't think we really missed anybody that uh, that stands out anyway. Nope, I'm good. All right. <clears throat> so, excuse me. So, uh, at wide receiver, we have Cooper Cup at 8,600, Devontae Adams at 8,500, Debo at 7,600, Jamar Chase 7,100, Mike Evans at 6,800, Tyreek Hill at 6,600, Stephon Tiggs at 6,500, AJ. Brown at 6,200, T. Higgins at 5,700, Odell at 53, Ayuk at 5,200. It's just ridiculous what they did with the wide receivers this week, why they dropped these guys down so ridiculously. I think they did it so you can get more casuals to play, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, because uh, that, that's that's what it feels like to me, because it doesn't make any sense why you would drop Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs down to this price um, to where they're at. I mean, they haven't been sub 7K, I think, all year. And so, why? I mean, they, heck, they even dropped Cooper Cup down. I mean, Cooper Cup's been above 9K for, for weeks now. And then Devontae Adams, you know, he's been above 9K. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, 
either way, um, if I have to make a choice between Cup or Adams, I'm going to go with Devontae Adams as, as who I want. Um, uh, is, is who I'm going to target here. Uh, oh, you know, they're the exact same price. Um, I could see a scenario where, you know, where you see some other guys get, get targeted more. Cause I will say it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. The last three weeks, he hasn't seen more than seven targets. Cooper cup hasn't, you know, he only saw seven against Arizona, seven against San Francisco and seven against Baltimore. Cause you're starting to see, I think a lot more teams say, okay, you're not going to beat us with Cooper cup, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and they're, they're, they're taking him away. Uh, not that he, that's really affected him all that much. He's still been getting, <laughs> still been getting there, but yeah. uh, still, I mean, even at 8,600, uh, you know, he needs more than, I mean, he had 17.1 last week at 21 and a half. And one of those same weeks as well. I mean, he needs more than that uh, to pay off that price tag of $8,600. Um, so I prefer Devonte Adams uh, to Cooper cup. Where, which one do you, which one do you prefer? Yeah, I prefer Adams as well. Um, I don't know that I'm going to come off of playing Cooper Cup. I may try to play both of them. I think it's doable with the pricing because uh, you, you put if you put in both of them, your remaining salary per position is uh, forty seven hundred, and that excludes that includes you know picking a cheap defense too. So if you throw in, let's just throw in a random defense here, uh, forty nine hundred is min price. Uh, you're looking at 5K average per player the rest of the way. Um, so, you know, it, it is doable to play both of them because uh, there are some cheap 4K wide receivers and, and lower. So um, I don't hate the idea of, of getting both those guys and just fading that, that 6K range completely. But at the same time, uh, I think one of the 6K range guys is going to have a head-to-have it score um, because just because those guys are too involved in their offenses to, you know, kind of dis- for all of them to disappoint. But – yeah, I, I agree. I think Adams over Cup for me as well. As, as far as the other wide receivers are concerned, um, especially in the six K range, where do you where, where do you where do you lean there? So I really like a little bit over the six K range, but seventy one hundred. I really like Jamar Chase still. Uh, they've made a very very conscious effort uh, to get him in, heavily involved over the last few weeks. Uh, you're looking at 12, 12, and 10 targets over the last three full games that they've played. Uh, pretty much a lock for 100 yards uh, when he's gone, you know, double-digit targets uh, this year. So the games that he's had double-digit targets, he had 10 in week five. He had 159 yards in a touchdown. He had 10 in week seven, 201 yards in a touchdown. Had 13 in week nine against Cleveland, only had 49 yards. Uh, 10 targets. In week 16, 125 yards, 12 targets, week 17, 266 yards, three scores. And then just this last week, 12 targets, uh, had 116 yards. Ended up scoring 26 fantasy points without any touchdowns. So if you get, you know, a double touchdown game out of that, out of Chase last week, he's get up to 38 fantasy points. And I think we're, you know, not even really having a conversation, you know, about whether we should play Jamar Chase or not. Uh, because I think, you know, I think that with the conscious effort they're making and Tennessee has been one of the worst at defending wide receivers this year uh, as well. So definitely, I just think they just continue to ride this Jamar Chase train as they have uh, in in must win games over the last month. So I really like him a lot. Um, I'm not going to talk about Tyreek and Stephon Diggs. I think those are, you know, two of the obvious ones. Uh, And AJ Brown, 6,200. I know that's going to interest you, Kev. I feel like you play AJ Brown pretty much every week. Uh, that that you know that he's available to be played, uh, you know the AJ Brown Jamar Chase stack. If if Chase is hitting hitting his ceiling, there's a good chance AJ Brown's hitting his on the other side too. So I really like that as a mini stack this week. Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna you know no, there'll be no disagreements here. I mean AJ Brown sixty two hundred dollars is criminally is criminal. It shouldn't be allowed for him to be that cheap. Um, he's still kind of the only guy in town. Uh, you know, I know Julio is still there, but I mean, Julio, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess the last time he played week 18, he did see nine targets for 58 yards and a score, but I don't know. Um, but as far as the other wide receivers, you know, T Higgins has been so up or down uh, four and five targets the last two weeks then 13, three, seven, 14, eight, three, eight, you know, six, 15. He's either boom or bust. He's either going to, he's either going to, you know, just see a massive amount of targets or he gets, you know, 
marginalized, right? And I know a lot of people were tilting their face off last week that played him when he only, you know, had gave you two uh, two DK points. Um, I think so, on teams that you don't play Chase, you play T Higgins because of how cheap T Higgins is. Yeah, and I and I don't think a lot of people are going to play T Higgins because the amount of people that got burnt on him last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, fifty seven hundred T Higgins. Um, as far as you know, the the cheaper range of the five, the five and four K wide receivers, I absolutely love Alan Lazard at forty four hundred, especially with it looks like MBS um, is going to be out. That's a big boost for him. He's he's likely going to be more of a deep threat in the offense, and so I like Alan Lazard at forty four hundred. Uh, Byron Pringle, I don't know why he continues to be as cheap as he is forty two hundred. I feel like he should be in the upper four or five, or low five K range of wide receivers. Considering you know the the usage that he's been seeing lately, um, but here we are. Uh, he's still only forty two hundred, so that makes it a pretty easy play on him. Um, <clears throat> but you know, as far as the other wide receivers, you know, Brandon Ayuk uh, continues to uh, you know I think he's been he he hasn't shown an incredibly high ceiling, um, but he is getting there. You know, eleven point six, nineteen point seven, thirteen point four. 14. And this is a matchup that they're likely not going to be tra- or leading. They're, you know, like last week against um, Dallas. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And so I do like getting to this this San Francisco pass catcher. And I like going with Brandon uh, Brand Ayuk at 5,200. Um, I don't mind, you know, if you could figure out a way to get Debo Samuel in. But if I'm going up that high, I'd probably just figure out a way to get a little bit higher and give me uh, Devontae Adams and pay down for Brandon Ayuk. Because I, I think there's just a better play there. Uh, paying $7,600 for Depot is, is tough, despite the fact that he is just consistently smashing every week. Yeah, I agree. Um, other than other than that, is there any other cheap, you know, uh, so, you know, 3K wide receivers you're looking at? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 3K, no. I think, I mean, I think if, you're, if, if you're looking for somebody, I think that, um, you know, McCall Hardman's uh, somebody that you can always play. I wouldn't have a ton of them. I would sprinkle them in. Um, you know, he's not somebody that sees a ton of targets, but – uh, certainly could have you know break off a long touchdown. He does get some uh, some run you know as a as a running back as well. Not nearly as much as some of these other guys. But then you have you know Isaiah McKenzie as well, who you know is getting involved as at you know kind of doing doing the dual threat thing, kind of like you know a very light Debo Samuel. He's only thirty five hundred. Um, I think getting access to some of these guys like this and it could give you access to this game without paying up for some of these guys. Um. So I don't mind either one of those two. Uh, you know, Randall Cobb is only 3,100. I don't really know what to expect from him, how much he would play. Um, I know it, it would obviously helps that MBS is going to be out or likely going to be out. That should help him a little bit in terms of role. But, you know, with him coming back from an injury, um, first game back, I not that, not that I think that he has to play a ton of snaps to be relevant, especially at 3,100. But... Again, kind of a thin play. I, I don't mind if you want to sprinkle them in as well, but not somebody that I'm just going to be, uh, you know, actively looking to, to get in my lineups either. 
Yeah, I think the the cheapest that I want to go would be Jawan Jennings at thirty four hundred. Uh, he's probably got the safest, you know, outlook. I mean, he's probably going to get you know four to five targets uh, in a game that San Francisco should be trailing. He's thirty four hundred. Uh, he's a big body receiver who can catch a touchdown. He's got five touchdowns this year. Um, him and then uh, Cole Beasley's four K. He's you know. I'm not excited to play him, but I mean, we've seen him. He's scored over 20 points multiple times this year. So he's definitely got that in the bag of tricks. Uh, so those are probably only thing that worries. Only thing that worries me with him is that since Dawson Knox is been, really Dawson yeah. Knox kind yeah. of uh, kills him. I agree. And then I really like Lazard at 4,400 as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You have any interest in Julio at 4,700? No, I, I I'm out on that. I'm just gonna play AJ Brown at 62. I'm a, I'm a truther, so I'll probably have <laughs> a few lineups with Julio, but uh, I, he's certainly not somebody that I'm going to be, um, you know, actively trying to get to. But yeah, if I'm paying down the 3K range, it's it's going to be Isaiah McKenzie um, and uh, McCall Hardman would be the two that I really look at. I don't mind, like, I mean, even Nick, Nick Westbrook Akeen, the last time he played, he, he did see five targets in that game. Um, he's kind of the number three wide receiver in that in, in that group. But, again, super, super thin play, right? Yep. So, uh, all right, well, oh, Odell. Just smashing in Odell at 5,300? Uh, not on this slate, I'm not. Oh, he hasn't scored over 20 fantasy points yet with the Rams. I mean, he's got a couple 19s in his bag. He uh, should have. He should have this last week. He got multiple calls, I think, that were called back uh, for penalty. He yeah, definitely should have had. He's, he's been so touchdown dependent. I mean, if if you take his touchdowns away, I mean, he's scoring 17, 15, 14, 11, and 19 with touchdowns. You take touchdowns away, and he's scoring seven points in most games, seven to 10. And so at some point, the touchdown luck is going to run out, right? Like they'll, they'll hit Tegby for a touchdown. Cooper, a couple will catch a touchdown. Uh, Van Jefferson's going to catch a long one at some point. And, and at some point, OBJ's touchdown luck of scoring a touchdown every single game that he plays is going to run out. Uh, and I think he just, you know, he jumps off the page as the obvious name to play. Uh, and I'm just going to continue to fade him because I mean, he, he hasn't scored over 20 points yet, so it's not like he's burning me by not playing him. And these games where he doesn't score, he's really going to sink your team, I think. Uh, and he's going to be, you know, very popular. Uh, so he's a, he's one of the plays I'm looking to actually avoid uh, this week. It makes I mean, it makes sense, right? If he hasn't seen an uh, incredibly high target share yep. in, in a lot of these games, most he's seen is eight. Um, but some of these games, they've kind of had control in. They haven't had to really throw the ball as much. Um. You know, Van Jefferson. Is the matchup's there as great, well. uh, but I I just think he, him being fifty three hundred, I think he's going to come in more popular than he should. Uh, and he, you know, even with scoring touchdowns, he hasn't done anything to really burn me on slates that I haven't played him. So I'm just going to keep riding the wave of of you know fade and pray. And lastly, I guess we should just at least hit on him, uh, Mike Evans. Uh, we didn't talk about him at all. Do you have any interest in him, or are you just fading him because of matchup or? Or price, because he's kind of in that awkward spot, right? You got Javar Chase, yeah. who's a little bit more than he is. Tyreek, I mean, you got Tyreek Diggs and AJ Brown, all cheaper than he is. Um, he is interesting. Saw ten targets last week um, against Philly in a game that they kind of smashed them. Yeah, I'm not really. I I I'm think not, I'm just I'm just rather play Chase if I'm going to pay that price. I think. Yeah. I, I think he's an interesting play because I think he goes overlooked, um, much like oh, he, you know, he definitely like, much like you said. And we've seen, uh, I mean, he he's kind of the only. I mean, it's him and Gronk, right? I mean, I guess you have Fournette who could be back, who could be involved in the passing game. But you know, with all these injuries that they have, you know, he's going to see a ton of targets from uh, from Tom Brady. He's heavily involved in the red zone, and I think he's going to go overlooked. I mean, we saw him the last two weeks: twenty six point nine and twenty nine point seven over the over those two games. And, you know, I'm not worried about, like, Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's not going to shadow him. Jalen Ramsey hasn't shadowed, I don't think, all year. Um, and so that's not going to happen. 
And so this is a home game for uh, Tampa Bay as well. And I, I think, you know, it's very, very possible that he goes out and drops a 30 burger. And so 6,800, very low ownership. He could, and uh, Cyril Grayson's not been practicing, and, and Brashad Perryman's dealing with an injury as well. So, uh, you know, it, it it could be Scotty Miller lining up opposite him. Who Scotty Miller runs one route, and that's the go route. Uh, so, if Tom Brady's going to look for anybody that runs any sort of route tree, it's going to be Evans, it's going to be Gronk, and then dump offs to running backs. I think, and, and that's why I really like Geo, uh, whether Fournette plays or not. Geo and Fournette, you can play both. Like if if they come out and say Fournette's going to start, uh, I still think Gio's involved, and honestly, you could just play both of them. And I honestly think that you could see Brady throw, you know, fifteen to seventeen times to that running back position, um, just because of how much how much pressure this the Rams defensive line can get on Brady. And we know he just loves to dump it off when he's under pressure. So, um, I, I with him having no wide receivers left, like Chris Godwin's gone. Oh, they're dealing with all these injuries. Uh, I just, I just really think that running back position is going to be heavily targeted. Well, yeah, it's, and it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, that's going to be the big question: is can they get pressure on Brady? You know, yeah. that that really kind of changes the, the complexity of things. If you can, um, you know, Tristan Wirfs, I see if he's going to be able to play. Yeah, that could be a big, a big blow one. to that offensive line that is a as big well. One. I don't know why they put him back out there last week. Uh, as soon as he left, like. Pull him out. Like, what yep. are we doing? Putting him back out there. Like, I agree. You know, at, at that point in the game, there was there was no point. There was no like, oh man, this team might be able to beat us. You know, like there was none of that happening. I have no idea why they decided to put him back out there. It made no sense to me. Um. Anyways, so that that could be a problem as well. Um. All right. Well, I think we pretty much hit on all the wide receivers. So let's jump over to the tight end position. Uh, Kelsey again. Too cheap, sixty five hundred. Gronk's at fifty eight hundred. George Kittle's at fifty three hundred. Knox is at forty nine hundred. Then you have Tyler Higby at four K. Uzoma at thirty four hundred. And then you have the cheap guys. Um, what what are we doing at tight end? Are you paying down at tight end, especially if you're wanting to pay up at uh, you know pay for both uh, Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams? Are you wanting to pay down for you know at tight end? I think tight end is obvious. I think there's two options. I think it's George Kittle uh, low five K. And Dawson Knox, high 4K. I'm going to play one or both of those guys. I think Kittle's going to smash, personally. I, I think I think this is finally a game that, that San Francisco can't control. Um, I know we talked to, talked about Kittle a couple weeks ago, uh, but and how he, you know, he really tends to smash in these games that are back and forth or games that are trailing, uh, as opposed to them playing with a lead and uh, you know, you look at these games that San Francisco's played uh, these last couple of weeks. I, I know they were trailing to uh, the Rams, and uh, he didn't really do anything, but he saw seven targets. Um, you know, we go back to week 14 and week 13. Uh, they, they beat Cincy by three points in a back-and-forth game, and they lost to Seattle by seven uh, in a high-scoring game. He had 27 targets over those two games, scored 37 and 43 fantasy points. I mean, Kittle is one of the few guys that can actually break the slate on this slate, uh, especially at the tight end position. So him and Knox, I mean, Knox is just so heavily involved, uh, especially, you know, down near the goal line. And, uh, you know, we've always said attack Kansas City with tight ends. So uh, I think that Knox and Kittle are the obvious uh, tight end plays this week. And, Again, it's just, you know, another reason to to get off that that Kansas City Buffalo, uh, Travis Kelsey being super popular. I would assume uh, that he is this, the top one to two highest owned. And that's not to say that Kelsey's a bad player. I mean, if you look at his track record in, against Buffalo last couple couple games uh, over the last – this year and last year, what's he got, five touchdowns in three games against them? Something ridiculous. So, I mean – it's not to say Kelsey's a bad play because he's not. He's a he's a good play, and he, literally every game he plays, you can play him. Uh, I just think he's going to be very popular, and the fact that he's sixty five hundred dollars, and I can get you know George Kittle for thirteen hundred dollars less, and a guy that can score ten more points than Travis Kelsey can if he has a big game. So, yeah, I, I like Kittle and Knox. I I, I don't. There's no disagreement here for me uh, with George Kittle, um, especially at the price. It's ridiculous how cheap that he is. I have no idea why he's why he is that. Cheap I don't either. And I don't think he's um, going to get ownership either because people look at his game logs and they're all over the place. I love Kittle this weekend, man. 
Yeah, and, and Green Bay hasn't been great against opposing tight ends either. Um, I think they've allowed like the 10th most DK points on the season to opposing tight ends as well. And so, um, yeah, uh, there's no disagreement here. And I think that you're, you're 100% right, especially as cheap as Travis Kelsey is at 6,500. I mean, it's just, it's too cheap for him, um, for somebody that's typically in the upper 7K range every single week. Um, yeah. And people just if watched I'm, him smash on primetime. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, like, I mean, I think if you wanted to pay down for a tight end, I mean, I don't. Oh, yeah. You know, Here we go. Give it to me. I mean, I was just going to say Tyler Higby's only 4K. I mean, yeah. I he's starting to get more that. involved. I mean, if you really look at I mean, he has multiple weeks here. I mean, he was only targeted four times last week, but that was because Arizona just absolutely destroyed the Cardinals. Um, he scored 15 than, against Tampa Bay back in week four. Yeah, and in the past that, he had eight, nine, six, six, you know, five, five, ten. I mean, so he's, he's getting he's getting quite a bit of targets and usage mm-hmm. here. And so I don't mind Tyler Higby if you're willing to pay down at 4K. And then, I mean, I wish there was a, an obvious choice in the Tennessee, uh, you know, at, for a tight end, you know, because <laughs> Cincinnati like has really struggled. But, I mean, unless you're going to play Anthony Ferkshire, but I, I have no trust in that. Absolutely um, not. I'm out on that. So, and then I guess, I don't know, Jaguara, uh, again, it's kind of the same thing. That is a complete hope that that, that he does anything. So, I don't think you really need to do that with the options that are there. If I'm paying down, it's going to be Tyler Higby. Um, other than that, I'm going to have a lot of George Kittle. And, you know, I'll sprinkle in some Travis Kelsey for sure. But depending on what I'm doing. But that, that that's kind of where I stand on tight end this week. I don't think there's any reason to get cute. I agree. Well, let's jump over to defense where there's not, to me, a really a standout defense. You know, there's no... I mean, maybe Green Bay, I guess, would be the one standout that, that you could make a case for. I know they're the most expensive at 3200 But, you know, against San Francisco, depending on how that game turns out. But other than that, like, there's no, like, <clears throat> there's no defense that just, like, absolutely stand, just jumps off the page to me. I disagree. I, I am going back to the well this week. Same defense we played last week. I mean, we talk about it. Tampa Bay's got all these wide receiver injuries. Uh, they're pretty much only going to have Evans and Gronk in the running backs. And if if Werfs is out too, uh, that's that's such a big blow to that offensive line. I just think Aaron Donald and and those guys are going to have their way if, if that's the case. Um, I just I think I think the Rams win this game pretty easily. To be honest, Ooh. that's that is a hot take. But if I was picking, if I was picking an upset this weekend, I know we didn't like them last weekend. But if I was picking one this weekend, it would be the Rams. Yeah, I don't know if it's hot because I mean it's actually been bet down to two and a half, so it's actually not that you know money coming in on on the Rams. So yeah. it's really not. That I like hot. Cincinnati too, and they're four point four point underdogs for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, I, I, Cincinnati defense is fine. If I was needing to pay down even more, uh, but. Yeah, I like uh, I like the Rams. I get on board with that. You know, I guess my point was there's just no like obvious like this is a smash play defense like 100 percent just ob- just obvious right. And so I think that's going to lend itself to a lot of ownership being all over the place. And there's no, I mean, even the most expensive is 3200. If you wanted to go up to the Packers at home, you know, at Lambeau, you know, it's not that hard to get to, but. Um, I could I, see, I, I could see Cincinnati and Tennessee defenses ending up popular if people just don't want to play that game from an offensive standpoint, you know? Because like yeah. when you build your team, you're like, okay, well, I don't like any of these defenses, but I don't have any of these guys from this game, so let me just pick one of these two. So I could see them getting pretty popular, and so I like playing a defense that's not one of those two. Uh oh, okay, here we go. Dornage has Cincinnati and the Rams winning. Agree, and they think thinks KC might lose too. What do you What do you have to say about the KC Buffalo game? You think it's a, a tight, close, high scoring game? What do, What do you, give us your your Kansas City thoughts? Your non homer, or or your homer? You can you can you're allowed to have homer thoughts. <laughs> 
I will say this. I think that these two teams are very evenly matched. I think they have a lot of very similar qualities about them. I think both of them have good defenses. I think both of them obviously have elite quarterbacks with really good weapons. Um, I think they're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, I think that there's a lot of hype around the Bills right now because of what we just saw them do to the Patriots and everybody acting like the Patriots were actually a good team. Um, I, that's I've heard a lot of that. Of, oh, well, you know, the it was more impressive than being the Patriots than it was, you know, the Chiefs being the Steelers, which I don't think the Steelers and the Patriots are that far off. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Mac Jones, uh, any time actually having to throw the ball, has not looked good at all, right? It was a statement game. It was at home. Like, everybody's t- been talking about the, the Bills like they have just uh, – like they, they, they just crushed, like, one of the best teams in the league. The Patriots yeah. are not that. And you know um, what – and you know what's – What's very interesting, uh, the fact that the Bills have all this hype surrounding them, it's like from the public, is Kansas City is still a two-point favorite in Vegas. And so that's why if I was picking, it, it feels like a coin flip to me, but if I was picking, I'd pick KC because with the amount of hype that's going around on Buffalo and just how good Buffalo is, how good Josh Allen is, and nobody can stop this team, and they've got the best defense ever, uh, that all that hype in Kansas City is still a two point favorite according to Vegas. So, I I am just going to follow Vegas on this one. And if I had to pick, uh, I would pick KC. So my my picks for the week would be Green Bay, KC, Rams, and Cincinnati. And the other thing I will say is this: is that who the fuck have the Bills played this year? Like who have Nobody. they played? Who have they beat? Nobody. Like right, and I know people are say, "Oh, well, they beat the Chiefs. They did beat the Chiefs back in Week Five. And uh, like I've said, the Chiefs are missing some massive pieces. Like the for the Chiefs to be without uh, Chris Jones is like the it's it's like the the Rams being without Aaron Donald, right? Like he is such a massive piece to that defense, and they were without him. They were without some a lot of other pieces on their defense. Things are so different now, but they have not beat yeah. one. That's the only playoff team that they beat mm-hmm. all year. The only one. That they they beat, they the lost Patriots. to the Steelers. Oh, actually, yeah, the the one uh, the, the the Patriots. Uh, but they lost to the Steelers earlier in the year. I mean, they've lost to a lot of teams, but most of the teams they've beaten have been terrible. And so, like, I, some of it just doesn't get. So some of it doesn't understand. I, I don't get it. All, but it's because what they just did and what people saw and the perfect game and everything else. What they did, is they beat <laughs> Bill Belichick, right? Yeah. So. I agree. I give me KC, man. Uh, I'm riding the, the Chiefs train with you. So I and I again, I, I kind of did the same thing last year. I'm like, KC's been through low. the thick of it this year. They've been through the lows. They've you know they faced tough teams and had to battle. Yeah, uh, and then they've been told how, how they're not very good anymore. They they're start, they're peaking at the right time. I think Mahomes is Mahomes looks really good right now. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're, we're going to find out. Yeah. I hope the Chiefs win when they do. I'm just going to, again, we get to watch all the it, – it sucks because, like, Bills fans, like – it's kind of one, one or the other, right? Because Bills fans, like, they're – like, there's a lot of them that are just annoying as hell. Like, <laughs> it's like, shut up. Like, you know what I mean? But then – but I still think they have a really good fan base and, you know, passionate and everything else. But it's, some of it just gets annoying. But as a – like, I've gotten used to it now, like, with the Chiefs. Like, it's kind of like – I'm not calling them the Patriots of the years past, but like it's kind of similar to that because I think people are kind of exhausted of the Chiefs and you know kind of tired of seeing them every year, you know, and and, and the Super Bowl because you know this would if they make it this year's third year in a row, people kind of want to see something different. Um, if the, if the Bills win, is it going to shock me? No, not whatsoever because like I said, I think these two teams are very similar, in a lot of ways. So I think it's going to be a really good game, and uh, so we'll see what happens. But other than that, let's uh. Let's go ahead and just build this lineup, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Well, Ida thinks the 49ers are going to beat the Packers. I'm out on that one. Yeah. I'm out on that one. They should have lost to the Cowboys. The Cowboys. They should have. Cowboys had 14 penalties. <laughs> is Dak Prescott really, though, is, is, he, the, is he the next Tony Romo? Because it really feels like it. He is heading down the same know. career trajectory of Tony Romo. Dak didn't look I, – I, I know that everybody says that he threw for his career high in total, like career high in touchdowns this year, but he just didn't look right, man. Like he was – he missed a lot of throws this year. And I know he was coming off that injury and everything else, you know. Yeah. 
And he wasn't um, able to use his legs because of that. I mean, he did have some rushing, but it just seems like he shied away from running that any any moment he could. He wasn't as aggressive with it as he. But with the weapons been. they have, they shouldn't yeah. be. They, they shouldn't have these problems. You know, I agree. but they they've screwed themselves in a lot of ways too because of like Zeke Elliott. Like like you have to bring Zeke Elliott back because he's he's a, his contract's like thirty million dollars. Yeah. In dead cap space, so they don't have a choice. They have to bring that man back, and there's no he should not. They, they, he's somebody that should the beat the beat writers have already been getting uh, questions about Zeke, and they've been saying that talking about how Zeke is, uh, you know, he's he's more about winning at this point than he is about you know his own stats, and he would happily let Pollard take on a, a significant share of of the workload if that's what the coaches will want. Uh, want to happen? So I, I'm interesting to see sure, how that. Sure, how I'm that sure shifts. he is. Whenever, yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's, he's getting paid. I mean, I'm yeah, he's getting paid. And he pl- he played through a freaking PCL tear, or whatever it was this year. So, yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, I agree. But apologize for the the coughing. Uh, I got I got uh, diagnosed with COVID this week, so uh, still here that. on the pod pushing us through. Yep. So, anyways, all right. Let's uh, let's build this lineup. So I guess we're just going to go ahead and lock in Devontae Adams, right? Because we know that's happening. Yep. Um, and I'm going to say go ahead and double stack it with Kittle. Mini stack it. And we didn't talk about Jimmy G, but are are you considering playing him at all? I mean, he's got like six games of 18 points, and he's got a 30-point game this year too. And each game that Kittle went for like a million points, Jimmy G was at like low 20s. He's fifty two hundred. Nobody's I mean, I nobody's gonna have that build where you pay down, pay all the way down at QB. Everybody's gonna pay up for Josh Allen and Mahomes and those guys. I just don't know. I just don't know what he. I mean, what 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 is he? I mean, I just don't think he has much of a ceiling. Like, yes, he does have one game, but other than that, it's been much more in the teens and the you know it twenty has. or whatever. It has, but if if think about if all the other games somehow disappoint. And Jimmy, gets oh, no, it's it, it definitely could happen. I mean, it's and you're it's able not to get, out of the range. That's how you would be able to play those, you know, mega wide receivers. It's like you're trying to talk me into it. I'm not saying it. pick him. I just when I you know said stack Kittle with Adams, I was curious if if you have it had any interest in Jimmy G. But we are going to go with the quarterback from that game. We're going to go with Aaron Rodgers. All right, let's throw in Rodgers and uh, just go ahead and double stack him with Lazard then. So we got a full game stack there, which I like a lot. Let's go with uh, CH. Uh, I'll give you some salary to play with. Go Rams D. Let's go with. I'm gonna go Jamar Chase. Is there anybody you like? If we went Beasley at flex, or I was gonna say Dawson Knox double stack tight end, but I don't think yeah, it's a forty-five hundred dollar running back. Isn't. Um, if you go Beasley, at least fifty four hundred. Yeah, I would just say just plug in Geo at that point. I'm good with that. All right. Well, that's where we at. Aaron Rodgers, Ceh, Geo Bernard, Devonte Adams, Lazard, Jamar Chase, Kittle, Beasley, and Rams D. With four hundred dollars remaining salary, let's go go ahead and. Lock button that in. I'm pretty sure last week's did really well. Last week's lineup we built. I'm trying to if remember, I remember correctly because we had Fournette in it and I switched it out. Did you? Yes. And then I I think I, but I'm almost positive it cashed. Um, Who was our QB? Dak. Let me actually. I can tell you. I should be able to tell you. I don't think it was Josh Allen. He smashed. It would have been a... I want to say it was Dak. Or did we play Burrow? We might have played Burrow with Chase. And Uzoma, did we play Uzoma? I'm pretty sure it was this lineup. No, okay, so I, I didn't... Okay, I'm pretty sure it was this lineup. It was... Because uh, it was Pat Mahomes, Tyreek, Darren Waller, CeeDee Lamb, mm-hmm. Ayuk, mm-hmm. Rams D. Yep, that was it. Singletary. So we did play Mahomes. Um, and then I actually 
what I did was I actually swapped off and I actually went to Acres. That's who I went with. Okay. Get a little bit different. That's what I did. But that lineup yeah, so scored one fifty five and yeah. a cash. It actually was a top five hundred lineup. Nice. And and a, a single entry that I put it in. So last week's uh, lineup did pretty well. Actually, it really did really well. Had Ceedee Lamb not scored fucking three. Yeah, that was uh, that was a killer. That was painful. I just don't understand why they don't give him as many targets as he can handle. I don't. I don't know either, and I don't know what the, I mean, the Cowboys. The, the the Cowboys have some decisions to make. They got a lot of players that are free yeah, agents this offseason. I mean, it's, we're not looking at, you know, you have Schultz that's a, that's a free agent, Gallup's a free agent, Cedric Wilson's a free agent. Yep. You know, I mean, they got a lot of decisions to make defensively. What Randy Gregory's a free agent. Kellen Moore's interviewing for head coaching positions. Dan Quinn's interviewing for head coaching positions. Which it's is gonna be a different team next year. Why the hell? Like, because they, they they have to have some questions about McCarthy. Maybe they don't because Jerry Jones is loyal uh, to these coaches. Same thing we saw with Jason Garrett for so long. But, like, if I was Jerry Jones, I'd be like, man, maybe we should fire Mike McCarthy and just hire one of the coordinators that we have that we're about to get poached. Right? Would seem to make the logical decision. But that's not what Jerry Jones does. But I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a rough offseason. But anyways. Dallas will be a very different team <laughs> next year. That is for sure. And there's so much stuff that has to, like, I was, like, look at it, and there's, like, really not that long away from, like, even, like, free agency and everything else. I mean, you're, you're coming up on less than 50 days left until free agency starts. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen. We really haven't had a lot of movement in terms of the coaches, staff, and stuff like that for filling vacancies and everything. So it's going to be an interesting offseason. But with that being said, I guess we can go ahead and get out of here on that one. Um We'll be back again next week for the championship round, two-game slate. We'll definitely be back for that. We'll also be back for the Super Bowl. So uh, we'll talk about the showdown there, um, the showdown slate on that one. So, anyways, we I will not be here for the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, no. Pro, fuck the Pro Bowl. Because they will have contests for that. But we will not be doing that. Uh, you have to be sick to play the Pro Bowl. <laughs> not, not, not me, so. Anyways, I appreciate everybody rocking with us. Uh, like I said, let's win some money this weekend. Be sure to jump into our Discord. It's absolutely free. Um, you can find us on Twitter as well. You find Maddie at MaddieDFS. You can find me at FantasyRat13. I appreciate everybody checking it out. And we will be back again next week for the AFC or the, a- the championship round playoffs. Have a good weekend. Let's win some money. Peace. Think you can tell me what to do? Who you're talking to? But you better get used to the way the ball bounces. I see what you got, inventions and ounces. But that's a break, boy. Yeah, that's a break, little man. Break it down. Think you're a big man. Like you're a little man Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.